0: Just trust me, okay? This is Michael, and we are back with another amazing health segment with amazing Thomas. Thomas Quick, how are you, sir? Uh, amazing. Amazing. I know. It feels very amazing, which is why, I don't know, I felt like that energy coming into it because I am really excited that I finally started going back to the gym last week. Woohoo! So, I have lived what was suggested to me at the end of last summer. And I was doing that. I did so well under the guidance of this gentleman to my left, Thomas. And I also know what it's like when you stop. So (laughs) I was going, I was going, everything was going good. The motivation was there. And he was like, well, you never know, blah, blah, blah. Um, The only thing I'll say is it, kind of didn't help that it was like the holidays were done and i all of a sudden was in a relationship and had covid at the same time so i was like i'll take one week off and then i'll take another week off i did go to the gym a couple times thinking i was going to be able to like buck the trend yeah but then i just stayed not going
1: yeah I, i think that's pretty common um the biggest thing is if you if you can't like grow it into your lifestyle right it is really you know you can control and beat yourself for a little while into doing something or shame yourself into doing it but eventually if it doesn't feel good and it it can't be done it's really hard to willpower there was actually a really great um gosh man i wish i could remember it off the top of my head but uh Renaissance Periodization, they have a podcast, and the way they, they were talking about motivation is you know, you have that initial little burst, that inspiration, then you have motivation mm-hmm. and discipline, and then it eventually has to grow into habit. And if at some point you don't hit that habit stride, then uh, it's just not going to...
0: Well, what I really liked is the word that you used there, which was lifestyle. And I remember you saying it in the beginning, too, where you were like, this is going to be something that... It's not just going to be, if you want this to be effective, it can't just be a part of, like, right now. It needs to become embedded as a lifestyle. Like, if you really want to live healthy, you really want to have a nice body and all this for the long haul, it's something you need to do. You can't just yo-yo around. I mean, yo-yoing, I think, works in Hollywood because they all have trainers. So, you know, they have trainers, dietitians, and all this stuff, like— normal people don't have that capability yeah and copious amounts of cocaine or you know whatever. Right. right and yeah. well yeah all the stuff you don't see or don't hear publicized <laughs> about exactly they're like yeah. well this guy was working out really hard God, he
1: lost like 80 pounds <laughs> in three months i don't even know how he did
0: it yeah <laughs> cocaine could have helped yeah but yeah, yeah exactly so it's like you don't see all that but like for us quote unquote normal people um and i've said this last time and i guess we'll go ahead and keep stressing it throughout for any first-time listeners For this segment, there is no shortcut to the actual work. You have to just get in there. You've got to do the work. There's not a pill, there's not a supplement, there's not someone that's gonna, or a machine you can connect to your body that's gonna just like flex your abs so much that all of a sudden they come to the surface.
1: Yeah. And more to the point, uh, I know, I know Planet Fitness has become quite successful off of this marketing strategy, but the truth of the matter is, like, you also got to get past the mental like the shame and the embarrassment and yeah and feeling like you don't know what you're doing because like no matter what you choose to do in life that that is going to be the case now that you can push through you can't if you can't
0: so okay so let's talk to and that's what i was thinking we would accomplish with this actual segment was okay so somebody's out there and they're like oh my god i want to go to the gym or i need to get in better shape blah 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 but i don't want to commit to a gym right away or i don't i don't know how to adjust my diet and so a lot of people are extremists so they're going to go okay Number one, I'm just going to stop eating everything and go on a liquid diet. <laughs> so if people are thinking like they're going to go on these cleanses or whatever, short-term results may result, but it's not long-term, correct? Uh,
1: it, it can be, but so I believe there's there's two things that immediately come to mind. The first one is I believe it's called the Almoset Diet, and it was predicated on exactly that. Basically, it's structured so that you have this large initial weight loss, which you know theoretically motivates mm-hmm. people. And then it eases into something slightly less restrictive. The idea is that you know by having the one extreme and then backing off a little bit, it's easier. And maybe that works for some people. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I never heard anyone walking around touting exactly how great it is. It, it was just one of those trendy diets for a little while. Well. And, and the other one that I think of too is mm-hmm. ketogenic dieting. Any, yes. any, any very low-carb dieting because what happens is when all the glycogen is depleted from your muscles and all that water retention goes away, and I mean, not for nothing, when you diet any style of dieting, usually you'll lose about five to 10 pounds in the first couple of weeks. Just I was going to say, because
0: you told me that in the beginning, and I feel like that's an important thing people miss out on is just because you lose a lot of weight quickly in the first few weeks, it's not going to continue at that rate, <laughs>
1: yeah. right? Well, and even if it did, it would not be a, a good thing. Ideally, right. you want to lose like 1% of your body weight a week, and that is aggressive. I know that sounds really unfortunate because you're like, oh, a pound a week, or. You- kidding me right like it's gonna take me forever to get my goal I'm gonna make it even worse not only should you only lose about one percent of your body weight a week in one particular dieting phase you really shouldn't try to lose more than 10 to 12 percent of your overall body weight in one stretch one
0: stretch as in what would be a stretch how much time
1: well I mean do the math on that so if you're uh 150 pounds okay so one percent is 1.5 pounds per week and you're dieting for 10 weeks that would be 15 pounds. Okay. So 15 pounds is not a tremendous amount of weight. And I mean like actual weight loss. After you get past that initial plummet, that that 5 to 10 pounds that you're going to get just from loss of water and right. and everything else, that's when you start the clock mm-hmm. because then you're going to lose actual body fat, actual tissue because when you come off the diet, you're going to have that initial rebound of 5 to 10 pounds. And anyone who's dieted consistently will know that this is a real thing mm-hmm. uh, and it can be very frustrating. but that the the number on the scale is a is important for tracking change over time but but it's not a judgment of you as a human being and and trying to get over that anxiety right. and get a level of comfort in looking at it as a data point as opposed to looking at it as uh, you're a shitty human being. Yeah. you know It's so hard to disconnect that. It is that. super difficult. It is. It like, is. And, and it's, only, it's like, how did
0: I get to this point? Last time I looked at a scale and paid attention, I was blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It,
1: and it's even worse too because some people tend to go the other way with it. It's like, okay, well, I need to weigh in at least three to four times a week. Well, I'm going to weigh in every day. Well, I'm going to weigh in five times a day. Right. And then it becomes uh, this... <laughs> very negative stimulus that could potentially lead you to some sort of eating disorders. Right. So it's like, you know, working with a professional is helpful for people who can afford it. But for people who are not, it's important to keep people who love you involved in the process and not shut people out. Because what you don't want to do is... um, Beat yourself up and get to a very unhealthy place mentally, not only with your food intake, but also exercise, exercise-induced exercise bulimia is a real thing.
0: Well, and I think, too, one of the things to point out, we did talk about um, – not with you. It was in another segment last week that's come – I think – yeah, we actually released it already um, – about anorexia and bulimia and you know how people can really kind of have – struggle with those, but nobody really necessarily knows right away what's going on. Mm. So um, have you yourself – had any issues with either of those?
1: Uh, not anorexia or bulimia specifically, but I have had a I have I currently have a nighttime eating disorder, and it's it's pretty unusual, and it's somewhere between uh, purely physiological and somewhat psychological. Because I uh, <laughs> I actually attempted to talk to somebody about this, and I'm going to be honest with you, it was just too expensive. And, yeah, and it's not so injurious to my life currently that I'm going right. to indulge it because I, I you know I don't make money off of my body it's it's not important that I be absolutely peeled and it doesn't affect my sleep so badly
0: but I also know because of knowing you personally that you were telling me like when I've seen your house before that you were like I don't keep garbage here because I will eat it.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. So that that's not an eating disorder thing. That is understanding what my weaknesses are.
0: Right, and I think that's important for those that are listening to know, too. It's like if you don't want to eat it, probably not. And it sounds so basic, but not having it at home is helpful.
1: And more to the point. So this kind of dives into like the concept, the the, the topic of sustainability in dieting. And okay. That, and that's a very different topic. It is. It compared is. Compared to what we're talking about now. Uh, so we can earmark that and maybe come yeah. back to it later. we definitely will. What I will say is... As far as like, you can absolutely diet your way into an eating disorder if you do it wrong. So it is very important to think. Well, and it can turn obsessive quickly.
0: Well, it does. Yeah, (laughs) it does. You start
1: seeing results and then you're like, oh my God,
0: I got to go, I got to go.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and I think even the healthiest people are very susceptible to this. So if you take someone who already has perhaps some self-image issues like, I don't know myself, and then you start dieting, you start training, stuff like that, you absolutely can get to a bad place. So, yeah. Man, that this is a, a pretty in-depth topic. Uh, if you want to come back to it later, yeah, we
0: definitely will. Um, on that, we're going to go ahead and take our first break, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back. So we were talking about, um, obviously, we earmarked the sustainability, and I am going to circle back to that probably in about five minutes. But um, what I wanted to say, too, was I had forgotten because, so the last time that I started with you... I hadn't actually attempted to focus on my body and probably like working out, working out in probably like five years or so. So it had been a while. And so like we went about it in a, a very progressive like, OK, we'll do a little here this week, then the next week, a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, the way you're supposed to. But I stopped in January after basically like five months or so of going consistently And then this time I was like, okay, well, my body's not so beat up and lost out in the cold. Let me go ahead and just get back. So I started right away. I knew what diet to hit back to. So I started circling back to salads and high protein because we walked through all that. And I was really grateful for that knowledge. Um, And then what I noticed was these past few months, how quickly, and it's such a slippery slope as any addict would know, that it was like, I had not touched really fried foods. I was able to navigate away from small things like sweet tea, fries, going to McDonald's, grabbing all this. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I need a chicken here. I need chicken here. I need salmon here, blah, blah, blah. Slowly, within like two weeks, I would say, into January, I had gone from like, okay, you know, I'm going to do vegetables in this to, yeah, sure, okay. I guess sweet potato fries are fine. Oh, well, okay. I mean, it's one burger. And then before you know it, it's like sweet
1: teas, milkshakes, garbage, garbage, garbage. Yeah. You know, and it's so funny, too, because it, it is, um, man. It It's fast. The, the food that tastes the best, the most palatable I types know. of foods, were actually engineered that way. Yes. By people who are trying to make money. Yes. So, of course. Geniuses. Yeah. It, it, so, I mean, God, you know. Uh, I, I think after many years, I have gotten to a point where I'm able to indulge a little bit yes. sometimes, and if I catch myself going a little off the deep end. So for instance, this weekend, okay, uh, we were very busy, and so Friday we ordered a pie. Uh, Saturday, pizza we, pie. Yeah, pizza pie. Uh, Saturday we ended up getting um, Sonic, I believe it was. Oh my, that's crazy for yeah. you. Well, and I didn't even order. It. I just came home, and she was like, "Oh yeah, well, I I didn't have time to cook, so I ordered Sonic," and I was like. Right. And and so I don't keep the shit in my house, but even then, like sometimes the best laid plans, so it's like you have really good habits. So for me personally, I am now at the point where if I have this desire to go out, I'll go to Subway because I know what I can order there that's pretty good and it's right. somewhat indulgent. Some way yeah. But it takes a long time and a lot of a willingness to establish those sorts of patterns of behavior to the point where it's not easily for them to be undone. And, and you know, honestly, I don't really crave like fast food anymore i do love restaurant food though restaurant right. food is my kryptonite yeah you someone, did tell me that too if someone's like hey we're gonna go out and grab a burger i'm like, mm, I don't like burgers. So, right you know
0: well and i think okay so one of the things that you told me there was there's been several key points and so that's why they immediately fly to the surface because even though i feel like i'm still getting older and older by the second you know as far as like i feel like i'm 70 basically um I still have key things that hit me that I'm like, I didn't even think about that before. One of the key things you told me in the beginning was it's as simple as keeping a food log. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know how many people won't keep a food diary? Because I, they don't want to be honest with themselves. Say I have people, call, you know, I don't tend to put myself out as much anymore. But, right. But a while ago, I did put myself out there as willing to help people who are interested in weight loss. Yep. And what I told everyone that came to me, I said, look, you're getting this, you're getting all the knowledge I have for free. Mm-hmm. The only thing I ask of you is I want you to keep a food journal because if you don't know what you're putting in your in your mouth on a daily basis, it's really hard to make any kind of decisions to go from there. Because the truth of the matter is most people, not all, but most people eat reasonably good food most of the time. And it right. just takes a couple of tweaks to the the biggest problem foods and maybe swapping some foods out for some healthy alternatives. Right. And you can usually, especially if you're significantly overweight, you can get quite a bit of weight loss just out of some small lifestyle changes. So let's talk about that then. So let's say somebody's
0: listening going, you know what? I don't want to go to the gym. Gym scares me, blah, blah, blah. What can I just modify? So, like, all those, like, you know, fast potions and pills and all that shit to the side, what can I modify? What would you say maybe, like, a few different things they could switch out would be? Okay, so the very first
1: thing I'm going to say, and this is going to be apparently very controversial. Paralyzing. Um, Sugar-free beverages are not the devil. There's okay. a ton of scientific literature available that you can look up yourself if you're curious Artificial sweeteners have not been shown to cause neurological disorders. They've not been shown to cause cancer. Mm-hmm. The only thing that they have been shown to do is soften the enamel in your teeth, especially uh, diet. Okay. Sodas specifically. Right. But that's for a certain period of time. So basically what I'm saying is uh, if you want to lose weight and you currently drink sugar beverages, stop drinking sugar beverages, switch to diet, and don't brush your teeth within a half hour after you've consumed them. Now that comes with a caveat. Okay. Just because you switch to a sugar-free alternative doesn't mean that now okay, well I saved some calories here so I'm going to spend them somewhere else because Exactly. if you're not paying attention. Okay, so say you drink uh, eight cans of Coke a day. Okay, and Coca-Cola has, I believe, I don't know, like a hundred calories a can. Let's just say that for the sake of easy math. Okay, okay. so that's you know eight hundred calories a day. That is a significant amount of calories mm-hmm. that you're consuming. That has zero level of satiety to it because there's no fiber. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing that's going to stick to your ribs. Yeah. So you. <laughs> so switching to something sugar-free or even just water. That would so. A lot of people would recommend water. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't fucking like water. I don't either. That's some shit you wash your feet with. I'm not really trying to drink water water all day. So I drink diet soda. Yeah. Here's something I will say. So diet soda or diet beverages in general were associated with a rate of weight gain, and it was all based on epidemiological data. And I don't know how much anyone knows about epidemiology, but it's survey data. So they survey so it's self-reported. So that's an issue. Mm. And some of the rest of it comes from just uh, people going to the doctor and they, and they, they aggregate all this information and then they say, okay, well, we know that people who consume diet beverages also have X attributes. And so turns out people who consume diet beverages also smoke a lot. Okay. Well, that's probably a health factor. True. It uh, turns out people who so and, and as it turns out, so uh, people who consume diet sodas are usually overweight, right? But maybe they're, they're not overweight because they're drinking diet sodas. They're drinking diet sodas because they're overweight.
0: Right, <laughs> right,
1: right. <laughs> like it's, it's a, Man, I don't know. Uh, so so that's worth mentioning. And so if you have any reservations about that, you're welcome to look up the data yourself and make your own judgment. I'm not trying to tell anyone to do anything. I'm saying for me personally, what I chose to do was I uh, started consuming diet beverages. Right. And now that I'm used to them, yep. I don't even crave sugar sweetened stuff anymore. Well, and what
0: I was going to say, too, is I did something as simple as they have those drinks called, I think, ice or something like that over at like BJ's or Sam's Club, something like that, where it's mm-hmm. basically sweet water. Yeah. And, but it's sugar free. So it's like small things like that. What would be, so let's say outside of food, or I'm sorry, outside of beverages, what could somebody switch that they're regularly using in their food?
1: Like what could they switch out? Oh, all right. So I think another one people sleep on a lot is condiments. Uh, you would be oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You would be amazed if you're someone who- You're right. You're talking about that with salads yeah, too, they I, think, because it's a salad. I don't yeah. like dry food. So you know, you're know you drowning your food in condiments, and depending on the condiments you're using, they could be incredibly high in calories. So it's a, it's a really sneaky way that you get a lot of calories you might not be aware of. There are some alternatives you can switch to. Vinegar-based stuff is generally going to be lower calorie. Uh, you know, and and thank God these days we have so many engineered foods. Like, you can find lower calorie options. I'm going to be honest. They don't taste as good. That's just the truth. But if your yeah, goal, if your this goal, is true. if your goal is weight <laughs> loss and it's a small tweak that doesn't bother you. So, like, there are things I still splurge on. Okay. Like, I'll do sugar-free maple syrup, which is not maple syrup, and it doesn't taste like maple syrup. No, right, right. But, but I'll do it. Because I am unwilling to compromise on uh, ranch dressing. Uh, Light ranch is fucking disgusting. Okay. I I, I can't do it. But I I also don't indulge in ranch dressing very often, so it's not really a big concern. Right. Uh, Same thing. Like, I'll do light mayo, but uh, what's something I won't? Uh, barbecue sauce. I do regular ass barbecue sauce.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I don't know that I would use a diet
1: barbecue sauce. <laughs> so, so they do exist because light dressings don't bother me. See, and that's what I'm saying. So, it's about finding the things that you can do, and then mitigating the other ones. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's another small tweak. So, so dressings, condiments are, are a big one. Uh, mustard's zero calories, by the way. It's got a lot of salt in it, but it's zero calories. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's a what well, I'll say five calories on there because I mean, like everything has like some threshold right they don't have to report if it's less than five per serving gotcha um but again that's it's a negligible amount it's the same with chewing gum
0: right well and so some of the other things like i remember you talking about too how some people will do like quote unquote a cheat day but or they'll do a cheat meal but it almost can outweigh all your hard work you've done for the
1: week when you compound it all into one heavy meal or one whole day It, it just depends on how crazy you get so i never thought uh one meal could be an issue until my friend uh, started taking some advice from me. And I was like, yeah, well, dude, you know, you, you can't uh, just whip yourself into into compliance every day. Like, you got to give yourself a little breathing room. so why don't you give yourself, like, one meal a week? You know, just indulge a little bit. Right. This motherfucker ordered three boxes of donuts. Yeah. Three dozen donuts and two pizzas and three Chipotle burritos. That was his cheat meal. It took him four hours to eat it. I said, dude, you consumed well over 10,000 calories. In one day. Yeah. First of all, how are you not just shitting all over yourself? Yes. <laughs> like, second, like the gut dissension and everything else, which yeah. I would feel like would be horrible. That's, yeah. And, and the bloating. Oh, my God. So, you feel like you're inflated. And so when I told him, I said, you know, the way calories work is it's, it's averages. Right. Like, you know, if you, so like, People freak out about this too when they, they, you know, I did as well. I'm guilty of this. Right. So full transparency. Okay. Uh, Like my fitness power and these calorie tracking apps, when you first start doing them, you're so focused on hitting your target for the day. You forget that like your body doesn't operate on this magic 24 hour clock where you go to sleep and then it just forgets what you consume the day before the next day. Like if one day you eat 5,000 calories, the next day you eat. Uh, 1,000 calories. Right. You know, you're going to come in... So I can't even do math. Probably like 27.50 <laughs> or something like that. You know, right. Your, your average calorie intake is going to be somewhere in the 2000s mm-hmm. uh, because I can't do math. And that is, depending upon what your your basal metabolic rate and your calorie expenditure, your meat and all that stuff is throughout the day, could put you in a caloric surplus. Yeah. And, you know, I know people... I guess this is a hot take now. And so let me just qualify everything and say that with nutrition specifically, I don't know why nutrition is so damn controversial. I, I know I, it I, is. Tr- I try to stay from using moralizing language and religious language to yes. speak about nutrition. Yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, a lot of this stuff is very straightforward. Uh, mm-hmm. Calories in, calories out, it, it, the energy balance equation, that is still a real thing. Mm-hmm. It has been a real thing. It's been known about for a very long time. Right. Um, there are no special calories that... Operate differently than others in the sense that, like, if you eat five thousand calories of uh, of one type of fat versus five thousand calories of a different type of fat, right? It's still calories. Yeah, it's it's still calories. You okay. Know? We can talk about their impact on satiety and hunger signaling and all the other stuff like that, but or or even just how how subjectively good you feel after consuming them. You know, you have to find a combination of food that you can actually feel good while dieting on. However. Uh, yeah, calories, like you still have to meet that criteria of calorie deficit to lose weight.
0: Right. On that note, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back. So what was interesting to me about this go round of basically going in and going, Okay, I know what I need to switch back to and all this was how quickly my body responded to, oh, so we're doing this again. It was like all of this like bloating and this sense of feeling like I couldn't fit through a doorway. All of that started to kind of like Oh, okay. Because it's true, like when you do something as simple as eating better your body feels better because just a bunch of garbage is literally just that like so much sugar and all of this your body doesn't
1: like having all of that in it all the time i yeah i'm conflicted i think there's a a, a psychological dimension to that that is Worth talking about, but we're not going to talk about it. Uh, I mean,
0: there could be that, too. It's like, I'm not saying, like, oh, my gosh, all of a sudden, I feel like I'm right back where I was. I'm definitely not. But I know that the sensation of having, like, because I'm not eating as much breads, so the carb count is down. I'm not eating only like burgers and fast foods and fried foods it's more salads and chicken yeah, and so, fish and all
1: this again so just to make my stance clear on carbohydrates um there's nothing inherently wrong with carbohydrate consumption it just right depends, it just depends on your goals so if you're an elite performance athlete and you have or if you're uh enthusiast, a cardio enthusiast, uh, you're probably going to need to eat quite a lot of carbohydrates.
0: Right. Just like the people that are out there that are avid hikers. Yeah. Yes. So those people are eating
1: 10,000 calories a day and it's all a right. trail mix. Right. You know? mm-hmm. but Literal like, trail mix. Yeah. yeah so it, it depends. So carbohydrates are actually a, a great fuel source. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not personally an advocate of ketogenic style dieting for most people. I do think that eating... Low satiety, high palatability carbohydrates are a big issue. So by that, I mean processed foods. Okay. Processed foods are going to be an issue because they don't fill you up. So no satiety mm-hmm. and they are really delicious. So they're easy to overconsume. Right. That's the issue because carbohydrates themselves, like if you're getting your carbs from brown rice or potatoes, like I fucking dare you to eat 10,000 calories in potatoes. You're not <laughs> going to do it, but you can eat 10,000 calories in potato chips. You know, right? Oh, right. I see what you're saying. It's a whole different animal. Yeah. So, yes. I I, I, dare you. Well, so I believe that absolutely you can, uh, you will feel better if you're consuming food that absolutely. is adequately meeting mm-hmm. your macronutrient requirements. And if you lead a more sedentary lifestyle, eating less carbohydrates, yeah, you're probably going to feel pretty good.
0: Well, and I think that's the key there too, is like, we're definitely not talking to, like, I don't think somebody who knows all about health is going to be like, I want to hear what this show's talking about with health. I'm talking oh, no, about no, the everyday no, I, listener. I that
1: shit all the time. Like, I'll drop in on a podcast every once in a while, I'll be like, these fuckers don't know what they're talking uh, about. Oh, with health. <laughs> oh, I see what you're you're saying okay so then
0: we're. i guess we're talking to everyone then people who know and don't know and the whole point is it's like i think the target audience here would be you know the soccer mom that's sitting at home that loves to laugh with us but she's also going oh i hate the way i look in that mirror what could i do i don't want to do anything that involves too much movement and it's like oh if i swap out and start getting more lighter things
1: more diet things yeah and i think as a as a general rule when it comes to food selection the best way to think about it is You know, it's probably going to be lower in calories and higher in overall satiety if it grew out of the ground directly. Like, natural food choices are always going to be a good choice. I mean, there's shit like avocado that's going to be insanely high in calories. I'm so glad you brought that up. No, but in avocados, so like, this is where we talk about the difference between health and weight loss. Yes, right. Because those are not the same damn thing. Right. Things that are low in calorie are not necessarily going to be healthy for you. Like, if you're trying to just be as healthy as possible, no, don't drink diet beverages, no, like, you know, eat natural shit and eat a reasonable quantity of it. But if you are 400 fucking pounds, that is not healthy. I don't care if you are eating five avocados a day. It's not going to keep you alive. Right. And I know that this is also going to be a little bit of a controversial topic, but we know from medical literature that people with a waist circumference in excess of 40 inches are at a higher risk for heart disease and a litany of other negative health outcomes.
0: I think, too, I mean, it's when you really think about it with the ratio of the mass versus what your body should actually be able to do. Of course, you're going to have problems with your knees. Of course, you're going to have problems with your joints. You're not supposed to be, but
1: so big. Yeah. And I mean, not for nothing that accounts for people who have too much muscle as well. Like that is also eclination. So well,
0: and there you go. So it can say, be for either. It doesn't matter if it's obesity in that way or obesity because you have so much muscle. You're just so heavy. Yeah, that, the, the second yeah. a
1: little less common, but the, but, but the point, yeah. the, the point that remains is like, Hey, look, okay. So it's, it, it you have to look at things a little bit objectively. Not completely, because, you know, of course, this is the, there's some subjectivity in, in of what, course. People, in what yeah. people want out of life. Mm-hmm. But it's like, look, you know, at the point where you're listening to stuff like this and trying to figure out what the best approach is to lose weight, you know, you got to ask yourself a question. Okay, well, I want to lose weight. Okay, well, I want to do it in a reasonably healthy way. So, obviously, no cocaine benders. I'm not going to pick up. No. No. <laughs> A methamphetamine hazard. Right. Okay, well, but there are probably some tools that are maybe not the healthiest that would allow me to move forward. And so one of them would be diet beverages. One of them would also be diet foods. Right. You know, there are some foods that are not so terrible and you can swap them out. If you have like crazy addiction to ice cream, Eat a little pint of Halo Top. It's like 300 calories. Yeah, and they say it right on the label. That's yeah. their whole brand. Like, and yeah. in, in a lot of brands like that have popped up in like the last 10 years. This is a great time to diet. There's yeah. so many options. diet-friendly options available now that yeah. weren't available 10 years ago. What do
0: you think are some deceptive label tactics? Like, Skinny you... Pop. Skinny Pop? Skinny Pop. Okay, go ahead. What do you... In what way? <laughs> so it's... It's deceptive. That's a perfect It's deceptive, perfect example. one, because
1: it says, uh, I believe, 60 calories per cup. Well, serving size is, I think, two and a half cups. So immediately, you're getting different information from different... Spots because on the on the label, right? So, so it's the, it's focusing on the cup. Also, I don't know, but it's suggested
0: serving is two and a half.
1: <laughs> d- despite, d- depending on on size of your man paws, you can get a hell of a lot more than one cup in right, one hand. In one hand, and like I'll sit there and just like you know, sift it back and forth over my face. Right, I can get like at least two cups into my mouth at one time. I don't know if that's a brag or not, but <laughs> <laughs> so. But it is about some
0: self-control. You're going to have to have some.
1: But to to give you the the point of this is, so Skinny Pop versus Orville Rittenbacher Smart Pop. Smart Pop is 240 calories per bag. A bag is like eight cups.
0: Ah, So Skinny
1: Pop is marketed as a super low-calorie popcorn. But if you break it down to how much they're suggesting per... It's roughly double the amount of calories. So if you're going for sheer volume of popcorn and enjoyability... And the truth is, the Smart Pop tastes pretty damn good.
0: Well, and I think most of us work well with the whole, okay, in this whole pint of ice cream is this much, in this whole bag of popcorn is this much, so that it's like, okay, I can eat the whole pint and it's only 300.
1: and those are transparent uh, labeling practices. So, brands that have transparent labeling, like they're going to tell you, hey, we know your fat ass is going to eat this whole thing, so here's, (laughs) here's the amount of calories in the whole thing. Yes. And then... Like a little side note, this is amount of calories per technical serving that you might consume if you're and I think, super responsible. And
0: I think that's better because there are people that are like, I know myself, I'm going to eat the whole thing. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah.
1: Who the fuck buys a pint of ice cream and doesn't eat the whole thing in oh, one sitting? Right. No, no judgment if you don't. You know, God bless you. You're very disciplined. But I've never once sat down with a pint of ice cream and not crushed the whole thing.
0: I know that Cody has seen me enjoy a pint of ice cream over four sittings just because i can't deal with all of it at once i just can't God, yeah God, you're one of them yeah it's a weird thing i, I know i that yeah hmm. oh well i know right because i would eat a whole bag of fries but <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yes yeah, a whole bag of fresh mcdonald's fries not oh, that i miss okay that. right so so back to general principles yes. though we're
1: looking for high satiety mm-hmm. uh probably lower palatability foods, like things that are not the most delicious, but are good enough to eat.
0: So what would be your top
1: three go to like guiltless snacks, guiltless snacks? Uh, so the first one, of course, is going to be popcorn. And I'm going to plug Orville Rittenbacher Smart Pop. Yes, that's, that's just my go to. I've, yep. I've been doing it for a long time now. It tastes good enough. It's not amazing, but it's good enough. OK, and I can eat a shit ton of it. All right. Uh, second would be protein ice cream that you make in a blender. Uh, oh some, yeah, he's talking about this. You gotta have the Ninja Blender though, or else you'll you'll fry your Vitamix. Do not fry your Vitamix. Get a Ninja. <laughs> I'm also gonna plug Ninja. Ninja, <laughs> we're looking for sponsors. Ninja. <laughs> uh, so those would be probably the two. When I'm dieting specifically, in the third, oh, uh, those those 100 calorie Oikos Triple Zero cups. Oh yeah, he loves those. Cody loves them. Those yogurt cups are fantastic yep. because the macros on them are phenomenal. It's sweet, and also if you get pro tip. If you get the zero calorie whip or not zero calorie, the low calorie whipped cream out of the can and spray some on top. Mm-hmm. Oh.
0: It's, it, it's heaven
1: it tastes like a legit dessert it's not like as indulgent of course as some bonafide key lime pie which is my favorite dessert. right but it's it's good enough to scratch the itch to where i don't i don't feel like i'm crazy and yeah. i can eat like three of them hoes a day yes and i'm not gonna get fat doing it and you're not
0: gonna feel bad about it
1: that's what i'm saying
0: exactly yeah, yeah. i think it's so important to point that out too because there are ways to go about it and i will tell y'all who are out there shopping at bj's they do sell the triple zero oikos yogurt there because i bought a whole case of it there
1: yeah they have the the big boy containers yes um, i I've I refused to patronize that particular establishment because I don't like wholesale clubs. Right? Because I guess I don't like saving money. but
0: well, know. this is true too. But all I'll say is when you go and you eat these different snacks, just trust me, okay. We'll be back for our next segment.